0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad <laughs> three oh seven on the Friday edition of the six thirty Chad afternoon news. One of our favorite guests on the show is in Edmonton again. Danielle Bennett, known by all of you as Diva Q, is a barbecue expert, judge, competitor, author. Teacher, You name it. She lives barbecue and she's in studio. Diva Q, Yay! welcome back. Thanks for having me again. Oh, gosh, <laughs> you've just been living a whirlwind life since yeah. the last time I saw you. Yeah. What is going on now? Now, when we first met, you were doing <laughs> a lot of TV. You had yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. Um and now you're just traveling the world. What's going
1: on? So, you know, I I still do show up on TV now Mm -hmm. and then and uh, one of the things that I've been doing is teaching um, worldwide and so I teach with Traeger Grills and we travel the world. So I was in Saskatchewan this Mm -hmm. week and then of course I'm here in Edmonton for two days and then I hop a red eye tomorrow night and I'm back home in Orlando and then I'm on another plane to Washington teaching there for a couple days. Then I hop another flight and I'm in Amsterdam and then I go over to, um, then I go over to Germany and then I come back and then I go to South Dakota, North Dakota, Utah, and it just keeps going. And and the thing is is that I'm living a barbecue life Mm -hmm. um, where I get to teach thousands of people how to barbecue and make their everyday life better and it's probably the most it's more rewarding than tv ever was and no offense to those tv producers out there if you're listening i'll still i'll still talk to you um (laughs) just in case you're listening um but there is something so incredibly rewarding to sit and it's usually 54 to 60 students every class and they're always sold out
0: Mm -hmm. which is very rewarding to see that including tonight and tomorrow at barbecue country yeah thanks
1: to barbecue country for hosting yet another two classes and uh There's something so incredibly rewarding, uh, bringing people together through food, and then providing them with some incredible barbecue knowledge to make them their backyard rock star. I mean, that makes me, it's like getting a ton of warm fuzzies, and then, you know, um, my social media channels are really busy, which is awesome, Uh and then I get these people sending me these pictures going, I made the best ribs ever, my family thinks I'm a barbecue rock star, and I love
0: it. Yeah, I live with a guy that does that. (laughs) He's like, I have to take a picture of this and send it to Danielle. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we have your cell number, so I think it's probably actually even shown up on that a couple of times. Um, You have been called, and you are, the most influential woman mm-hmm. in barbecue. And having said that, though, it's been a challenge, hasn't Oh, yeah. It? You know,
1: there's no um, I, I don't mince words. One of the things <laughs> that I've been known for is actually being brutally honest at times about some of the challenges that I've faced through this uh, going into the 13th year of this career. And, you know, as a barbecue expert, I'm a true barbecue expert. Actually, I'm the only person in North America that has a work visa as a bar. <laughs> the only person in, in in North America that's huge right there having a barbecue expert designation but you still have those times where I'll walk into a store and if my husband who by the way doesn't barbecue and could care less about barbecue to be perfectly honest um, they'll talk to him but they won't talk to me mm. and uh, or, or you know we have contractual issues that come up with other clients and they'll say well we want a barbecue expert and I'm like I'm standing right here <laughs> what do you need and I know what they need and, and unfortunately I don't have that equipment yeah. and uh, unfortunately it's still it's it's now changing though I will say one of the great things that Tide this turning is you can see just in the coverage of the classes uh when I first started of course I've been teaching for over 10 years too yeah. but now I'm teaching like 3000 students a year like it's a lot more now um one of the great things is that the students that are coming are now the slowly the mix is not 100% all male. And so we see now uh, that great change where now it's 30% women or 40% mm-hmm. women. And I don't care if there's women in my class or not. Let me make it very clear. If there's women, that's great. What I like to see though is the opportunity for women to learn at the grill right next to the guys. Mm -hmm. everybody needs to barbecue
0: well the great thing is is that we have the expert in studio right now and there is a text line at six (laughs) thirty, six thirty. and danielle has always been great at answering your questions if you have a barbecue question for her text me at six thirty, six thirty, and we'll get to that coming up a little bit later on your your classes Mm -hmm. give us an idea how how does that work what so we're going tonight Coach and I are going tonight we're (laughs) thrilled to go tonight what happens at one of your classes? So they're an instructional class and so my client my
1: biggest client is Traeger Mm Grills and they're a 100% wood pellet grill I have been using them organically um, you've known, as long as you've known mm-hmm. me, I have used them organically even before I started working directly with the company. And one of the things is, is that it's a matter of showing people how to make their lives everyday grilling better. And so tonight, for example, so there's class tonight and then there's class tomorrow. So tonight is backyard basics. So we have, um, let's see tonight, pizza, marguerite pizza. Mm. So a basic marguerite pizza, how do you actually layer on the ingredients? How do you cook it? Uh, what do you do if you have fresh dough versus, you know, a pre-made crust? So we discuss those things. Um, then we do, one of the things I had to do, race, to do right before I came here was wrap ribs. Yes. Um, so we talk about the process of trimming down ribs, how mm-hmm. to remove the membrane off the back, how to season properly, why you shouldn't boil ribs, um, all those wonderful tips that make your life better about ribs. Uh, the other thing we do is call we do a dessert on the grill because I think everybody should use their grills fully. It's not just about the meats. It's about the vegetables. It's about the the, the baking experience. It's about the sautéing that you can do on a grill if you know what to do. And then the final thing that we always do um, is steak because steak is still the number one Googled how-to grilling thing in the world. So everybody wants to know how to grill a steak because remember, a steak is like a luxury indulgence, right? Steak, a really good quality steak is going to put you back a few bucks. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to invest your money in a great steak, I want you to invest great barbecue time on a steak.
0: We were at the mark one night, mm-hmm. the two of us, uh, we'd gone for, well, there was a group of us who so had mm-hmm. gone for dinner and you'd ordered a steak. And I, I, I remember you asking <laughs> specifically how it was cooked, yeah. what, was, what was going on. Yeah. My husband has fallen in love with the reverse sear. <laughs> Absolutely. And once you get it... I don't think you necessarily will go back to anything else, but trying to explain it to someone. Yeah. I think one of the key things is is that people are always shocked when I say,
1: hey, a great steak takes 35 to 45 mm-hmm. minutes to cook. And people's jaws drop. They're like, okay, lady, you're crazy. You clearly <laughs> lost your mind. And meanwhile, I'm saying, no, 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 no. We're gonna reverse the entire program on its head. We don't want to hit your proteins with really super high aggressive heat because we're trying to provide you with the most moist meat ever, and we want your steak to be a perfect mm-hmm. medium rare from top to bottom, not just the center centimeter sections. I want them to have the best steak ever.
0: And it's funny because I think everybody has their own little the little thing. My brother has no, you do two, 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 and two. <laughs> you know, my my dad, you know, and 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 it, it's been. It's been wonderful to watch, um, and I keep going back to my husband because that is, in my world, he is the barbecue guy, Um, but to watch him learn and try and fail Mm -hmm. and then other times knock it completely out of the ballpark. Do you still fail at the barbecue any time? (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay, Coach. Don't listen to this. I know you're probably listening
1: at home. So last week, <laughs> Crew and I are, are no lot. this this week. So we're in Alberta, and of course, I'm gonna go buy cabbage rolls and pierogies. Mm. Because I'm in Alberta. I'm going to eat everything local. Okay, I I, I, want to eat uh, things local. So whether I'm Saskatchewan or Alberta, I'm going to eat locally. I'm going to try all my, you know, favorite things. And so I burnt the cabbage rolls. We didn't post the picture. And it's because I refused to put them in a microwave. So I wanted to do them on barbecue. But the problem was I was busy with everything else. I come back. and, And for the record, I just burnt the tomato sauce. The cabbage rolls underneath were still fine. We're
0: fine. But that was the only thing I failed at lately. Meat, though. I, I'm That's guessing the again. meat the meat side of it is is pretty well taken care of all I, I, of the time. I, 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 pretty much got it you know
1: <laughs> at this point of my career i better have it at this point
0: <laughs> all right it's three let's take a quick break here there's questions coming in at the text line diva q in studio if you have a barbecue question text me at 6 30 6 30 also i have some more questions for you I'm, I'm curious to know as we go to break and you can think about it traveling around the world uh how barbecue is the same or different because the last time we talked to you while you were in norway yeah. doing some classes so I'm, I'm curious to know about that coming right up Diva Q joining us in studio this afternoon back in Edmonton, teaching some classes at Barbecue Country tonight and tomorrow. Unfortunately for you, they are sold out. Um, mm-hmm. Someone wanted to know, is there a way that they can find out when next time you're in town, get notifications that you're going to be here to get into one of your classes?
1: Yeah, thanks very much for the support. <laughs> I've had this question a lot today. Um, you really need to go to TraegerGirls.com and sign up for their emails. You know, our classes sell out very mm-hmm. fast. Like, I mean, fast. Within minutes. Of, of them announcing them they sell out and of course that is the only way you can find it when I'm coming back okay although I will
0: say I will be back for Parker Palooza next yay! year yay we missed you this year uh, Tim's on the phone hey Tim you have a
2: question with it for uh, Q? Uh, no I just didn't uh, I own a tree grill and I've had one for about three years and I think I was the first guy to get one here in town and got my buddy to buy one and we always have these competitions of who's baking what I've done everything on it and I'll tell you i reverse there online on mine I do a fast iron frying pan on there while I'm doing my steaks. When they're almost done, I'll throw them there and stir them up and bring them in. But uh, yeah, I've done I've done everything on there: macaroni and cheese, um, salmon, pulled pork is going to be the best. Are mm-hmm. the ribs your um, two, three, one ribs or yeah, two, three, one ribs? They're excellent.
0: Yeah, uh, awesome. Daniel's giving six, six you the th- 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 thumbs th- up on know, the, uh, on, the uh, on the Traeger grill for sure and everything. Big thumbs that out.
2: Yeah, pulled pork. You know, twelve hours on a uh, you know seven. Seven pound pork shoulder, twelve you know, so, hours, nine hours on a grill, okay. smoking. Tim, oh, you can't beat you've, it. you've
0: got an expert. You've got you've got a barbecue expert on the other end here. Do you have it? any questions whatsoever for her?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably about the uh, brisket. What's the best way to make a brisket? That's one thing I want to do now: is smoke a brisket.
0: So one of the
1: things for brisket is uh, simple is better. Uh, always buy a Canadian AAA brisket wherever possible first. So that means contacting your local butchers because typically those are a little more challenging to find. You always want to find a, a full packer brisket. And a full packer brisket is where there are two uh, muscular um, parts that are together. One is the moist part, which is where your cubes, your, your burnt ends come mm. from. And then the, where your slices come from is that leaner part. And so your first stop, of course, is the quality of the meat. So getting to know your butcher and having them get you a triple-A brisket, um, Canadian-grade brisket, is, is of, of prime importance okay. first, okay? Because, honestly, if you're going to spend money in the barbecue section of meat, you should always spend it on a brisket. It will reap you the most rewards because the intramuscular fats is what you're looking for more than anything. Secondly, on a Traeger, it's 225 to 250 degrees. And you want to use a pepper, salt, garlic, you know, paprika type of rub. Uh, Montreal Steak Spice, uh, our our beloved Canadian spice that you can find everywhere in this country, is perfect. Traeger's Prime Rib Rub, of course, is is one of my go-tos. Also, I like a little hint of coffee rubs under there, because Mm. coffee actually enhances beef flavors. So you want to go on at 225 to 250 degrees. You want to trim off any surface fat from your brisket because one of the things that people think is that they should have a lot of fat on their meats. Well, the thing about barbecue is that you want to build up that bark, that beautiful outer crust. And if you have too much fat on the outside, fat actually heats up faster than protein. Mm. So when your fat's heated up, it literally melts off the sides. It doesn't go into the meat, but it also doesn't enable you to build up bark. So you want to trim off all that surface fat from the top on a Traeger and on most grills. You always want to go on fat cap down and the fat cap towards the grill. And the reason is it has to do with how the oxygen and the smoke travels in the chamber itself. It's either a pill type of design or a circular design. So we're trying to enable that brisket to have as much bark development and smoke and, and you know absorption as possible. Additionally, once you've got that, every half hour to 45 minutes when you've got it on the grill, you want to be spritzing with apple juice. Yeah, apple juice right, on a
0: beef right. brisket. Every half hour to 45 yeah. minutes.
1: Every and, and I I really suggest everybody uses apple juice because apple juice actually helps build up that beautiful crust on the outside because mm. we're introducing a, a little bit of a sugar. Now, your brisket will not taste like an apple dumpling or anything else at the end. <laughs> But that little bit of sugar makes a huge, huge impact to the salt and peppers. Once you get to 170 degrees internal temperature, wrap it and then finish it off to 205 degrees. And that's how you make a really simple brisket on a trigger.
2: There you go, hey, will, Tim. Will that, will that give you that black bark on the outside of it? Yeah,
1: it'll give you a nice dark mahogany bark, yes. Not yeah, black, yeah. not black. You
2: see the American, American recipes on trigger They're like they're black. black well, they're bark very bark dark and it actually has to do with
1: the caramelization there. of the sugars.
2: Okay. Okay. Makes sense.
0: Makes Tim, sense. thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Um, and also, you can check out uh, DVQ's cookbook because all the recipes <laughs> Yep, they're are, there. are right in there. Uh, for the newbie smoker, what kind of smoker do you suggest to buy? You know,
1: I started out using uh, charcoal. Um, I'm, I'm, I've been very honest about this. You know, I've owned over 65 barbecues in my career. <laughs> um, you know, some women collect shoes. I collected barbecues. <laughs> it's truly who I am. Uh, so one of the things is, is that you can go the charcoal route. I would recommend going going to a Traeger Pro 22. It's a 100% wood pellet grill. The reason especially, I mean, come on, we're in Canada. Okay. I want to grill 365 days a year. I don't want to just be out there for two and a half months of summer or, or somewhat summer mm-hmm. <laughs> weather. Um, and I think the pellet grills give you the opportunity. They reduce your learning curve a lot. First of all, they're readily accessible. They're safer around children as mm-hmm. well. and uh, really easy to learn how to cook on that. What should, just in general, a barbecue, Mm -hmm. what should people be looking at to start with? I think people need to look at it as an investment of an outdoor appliance. I think too many people will go and they'll say, oh my gosh, this barbecue is only $299, or or, oh, it's on sale for $249. And so one of the things I, I caution people always to do is to do your research online first. Um, You can buy a $249 barbecue. That's not an Mm -hmm. issue. But you're going to be replacing it next year or the year after. Or you can make an investment purchase and spend a little bit more and have a piece of outdoor equipment because it really is an outdoor appliance. I treat my barbecues like outdoor appliances. I'm not just using them once Mm -hmm. uh, a month. You know, I want to use them once or twice a week and I want my my results to be consistent. So I look at it more like an outdoor appliance and I want to actually invest in it and I want to research it just like I would research a stove or a fridge or any other appliance, I would actually really highly recommend people research their their outdoor barbecues as well.
0: All right, George, you're on the line with uh, DivaQ, George.
2: Yes, uh, I, I actually, I know next to nothing barbecue, but what I've learned, though, is if I take a, a frozen piece of uh, steak or, or uh, pork or even chicken, for that matter, if I sear it off uh, on both sides, you know, for a couple of minutes and then just turn the heat right down... I let it cook. It's so juicy, I tell you.
1: So I would really, really caution anyone. No, no, something?
2: no, I cook it really thoroughly. Or like, you know, they say cook it for five minutes. Well, I cook it for about seven minutes then. So, and I cut it open and see what it's like, okay?
0: Okay, George, I'm going to get you to listen to Diva Q here, okay? So one of the things
1: is is that I would highly recommend people try that with steak. And actually, a lot of times, if you're really stuck for time and you pull it out of the freezer, that works really well. If it is fresh local pork that has been frozen, and then, of course, you're going, it's safe. I would never in a million years do it with chicken, though. Uh, chicken mm. has too much high bacteria content, even if you cook it for seven minutes or whatever, I would never, ever, ever recommend anybody do a with chicken with pork as long as it's been solidly frozen. Um, certainly, it's a little bit safer, but I would still caution everyone, and whenever you're cooking anything on the grill, always have a digital thermometer. Ensure that you have reached the Canadian standards of safety in regards to temperatures, uh, because at the end of the day, it is never worth it for anybody to get sick. Okay, Danielle, the, the, the text that keeps coming in, mm-hmm. how do I cook a steak? <laughs> okay, everybody, so if you're listening in and you really want to Listen in on how to reverse your steak. So, we're going to literally turn your world right upside down. So, instead of doing your steak at 7,000 <laughs> degrees. Uh, because that actually just tightens up the protein strands. I want you to turn the entire process on its head. And I would like you to start your grill super low, 180 to 225 degrees. Now that is a very, Uh very, very low, low temperature. And you must have a digital thermometer because at the end of the day, you know all those lovely chef things when you're closing your hand and you're pressing on your hand and you're like, well, this is medium rare and this is well done and all that crap. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm a fat, fleshy woman, honey. (laughs) My hands are always medium rare. <laughs> I have a girlfriend of mine. She's like 98 pounds. She's always well done. Mm-hmm, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. So always have a digital thermometer because reverse here, steaks are usually done a nice, big, thick, juicy uh-huh. steak. So an inch to an inch and a half in thickness. And you want to go to 180 to 225 degrees. And you want to put your steak on the indirect side if you're using an alternative uh, appliance. Um, and you want to literally let it go. It's seasoned generously, salt, pepper, or, or a prime rib rub or something like that, and you want to let it go until it reaches an internal temperature of 115 degrees Fahrenheit. So we're almost done we're almost done. So at 115 degrees, you want to pull your steak off, put it to the side, rest it for a couple of minutes. And that's when you want to turn up your grill as hot as possible because the protein strands have stayed nice and relaxed at that point. They're hanging out, they're having fun, <laughs> they're doing their thing, but they're not stressing out. And when you don't stress out protein strands, you keep a lot more moisture on the inside. And if you keep more moisture, that's called myoglobin. And all it is, is protein-y waters that are inside of your meat. And we want to keep as many of those as possible inside the meat so that we end up with the most moist steak ever. Now, if you want a harder sear, great idea with the cast iron pan, Uh throw it on your grill, throw a little knob of butter. If you want just a regular, regular sear on the outside, you know, certainly get your grill up to at least a minimum of 375 degrees or higher. Uh, sugar's caramelized anywhere from 275 to 300, so you're fine anywhere past that. And then you want to return your steak until it gets to an internal of 130 degrees. Once you get that 130 degrees, you want to pull it off, rest it for 10 to 15 minutes, enjoy, slice it, and you're welcome.
0: DivaQ joining us in studio. She'll be at Barbecue Country tonight. The class is sold out tonight and tomorrow, but you can follow her at divaq.ca. Great blog, great recipes. And, and buy the cookbook because everything is there. Follow <laughs> her on Twitter as well at Danielle. Thank you so much. You're welcome as always. The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jaylyn Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad.